about today? Was a special day? <laughs> Something happening? No. We think something's happening today. Oh, now I'm confused. Oh, was anyone treated specially this morning? What what happened this morning? What did you did you do? Something happen? You had breakfast in bed. And you did. So did I. We had breakfast together. Who made it for us? Daddy made it for us. You see, I know. Anyone else has anything happened this morning? Any? Yes. Did something? That's amazing. Anyone else? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, go on. Oh, go on. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll find out in a minute. Miranda. Oh, beautiful. Anyone? Anyone else? My dad's pointing at my mom. Yes. <laughs> did you? Did someone get you that? Amazing. Thoughtful children. Of course, many of us have got gifts, cards, cups of tea, breakfast in bed maybe, because today is Mothering Sunday, a day when we think about mothers, when we are thankful for those who have cared for us and looked after us. For some of us, it's not always mothers, but it's people who've taken that role of a mother for us. And we thank God for these people. Many of us enjoy this day. We look forward to it. We think about the lunch we might be getting and things like that. Other of us, it's not such a great day for us. It brings back memories or brings up hurts and problems which we face. And so when we gather together and we think about this day, we're very aware that we gather under God, a God who understands who we are, where we're at, what has gone on in our lives, and a God who created and made all things. And so as we gather, we're going to worship our God this morning. Let's stand and sing our first song together as we worship him. The Bible says, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now, there's something very particular about mothers, which when we hear the words that they speak, they're very familiar. There's many things that mothers say that will ring bells with us. And a lot of these things that mothers say have been turned into a song by one lady which we're going to watch now. 
Use your clothes and your shoes for the words I said. Get up now, get up and make your bed. Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you wearing that? Where's your books and your lunch and your homework? Yeah, grab your coat and your gloves and your scarf and hat. Don't forget, you gotta feed the cat. Eat your breakfast, the Xbox, tell the sex that most important. Don't be a love, I'll take a vitamin. So we will grow up one day to be cool and talk. Turn on all the goddess, we'll be singing. You are free to forget your piano lessons this afternoon. So you must play no shovel. She's lovely, but hurry, the bus is here. Be careful, come back here. Did you wash behind? You just play fair, be polite, make a friend, don't forget to share, work it out, with your turn, never take a dare, get along, don't make me come down there, then you're going to fold your clothes, put your stuff away, make your bed, do it now, do we have all day, were you born in a bar, would you like some hay? None of us have ever said any of those things at all, or heard them said to us, have we? Mothers have very special ways of putting things, and that's why we're going to be thankful for them today. I have here some gifts, little small tiny gifts to give out to all the ladies among us, and those who have been mothers to us. They might not be ladies, they could be men here today who have cared for us and looked after us and said some of those things to us, no doubt. So during the next song, as it plays, um, I invite some of the children, all of the children to come up, get a gift and take it to one of the ladies, one of those that has been a mother to us in the church this morning. If there's some left over, well, we might all get some, mightn't we? So as we listen to this next song, I invite the children to come up and distribute the gifts.
Well, thanks, darling. That's very kind. Let's pray together. Father God, as a mother protects her children, watching over them day by day, alert to danger and ready, if necessary, to sacrifice herself for their sake, so you, Lord, protect, your arms constantly encircling us, your hands delivering us from harm. We thank you, Lord, for the part that mothers play in our lives. We thank you for this day of saying thank you, this opportunity to say what we so often mean to say but so rarely do. For mothers and motherhood, for children and families, we bring you this day our grateful praise. But Lord, we also pray for those who Mothering Sunday is a time of heartache rather than celebration. We pray for those who have never known their mother or whose mothers have died. We pray for those who long to be mothers but as yet have had no children of their own. We pray for those who struggle with the way their children have chosen to live their lives. We pray for those who have a difficult relationship with their mother. 
May they have the comfort of knowing that your love for them is constant, that your understanding is perfect, that your compassion is never-ending. Lord God, we give thanks for all who care for us, all who have encouraged us and helped us grow, for those who have forgiven us and cared for us at all times when we're unwell, when we need help, those who have supported us when times are hard, those who have challenged us, and those who have told us about you. We thank you for all these people, Lord, on this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Over the last few weeks, we have been looking at our vision. Um, What we've decided to follow as a church, where we think we're going, how we think we will get there, should appear on the screen. Any moment. It's coming. Oh, there we go. For those of you who've been here, you will have seen this many times before. We're a family church in the heart of the community and our aim is to communicate the love of God and make Jesus known and we will do this through the various ways listed below. We have looked at most of these. We are now, this morning, looking at serving others and sacrificing our time, energy and resources, which I thought was quite good for Mothering Sunday. We'll see. I'd like to invite Rob up to read our Bible passages this morning. The reading this morning is uh, two passages. The first one from the book of Isaiah, chapter 49. Shout for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song, O mountains. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Your sons hasten back, and those who laid you waste depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All your sons gather and come to you. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, you will wear them all as ornaments. You will put them on like a bride. And the second part is from the first letter of John, chapter 4. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Thank you, Rob. 
there comes a time in every woman's life when she realises she's turning into a mother. For some of us, it will be when we start saying some of the things which we heard on that DVD. You know, were you born in a barn? You make a better door than a window? What did your last servant die of? Things like that. Things that we suddenly go, oh, my mother used to say that. Things we used to hear ourselves when we were little. But for me, the realisation didn't dawn when I started saying things like that. The realisation dawned a couple of years ago, soon after having Joshua. When I went to the cupboard to get some crisps for my lunch, and I stood there and I looked at the crisps that we got, and in my mind I decided which ones everyone else would like, and then I took the packet that no one wanted for my lunch. And at that point I realised this is what my mum would have done. In fact, she probably still does do that. You see, before I had children, when I was married to Simon, I'd go to the cupboard and I'd look and I'd think, what crisps do I fancy? Yeah, I'll have those. Because, you know, Simon is a grown adult and he can fend for himself and if he didn't get there first, then they're for me. That's fine. But now I go to the cupboard and I pick the ones that I know no one will want and no one will eat because that's fine, I'll have them because everyone else can enjoy what they want. And, you know, I have them whether I want them or not, because actually, not only do I really not mind what I have, but also my deepest desire now is that my children, my family, are happy, that they get to enjoy the things that they want to enjoy. And, of course, it does generally make life easier when we're not squabbling over a packet of crisps because someone wanted it and someone else didn't, you know. So it generally makes my life a little bit better. Because, you see, something happened to me when I became a mother. Well, I had children, obviously, and I loved them. In fact, I loved them so much that I would give anything for them, including the crisps that I like, or the meal that I've just prepared on my plate for me, or the chocolate bar that I thought I'd hidden really well in the cupboard for that time that I wanted it, or the sleep that I used to so enjoy getting the lions in the morning. I'd sacrifice all that, in fact I do. The money that I would spend on clothes for myself. The peace of mind that I used to enjoy. Didn't worry that much, but now, you know, so many things to worry about. The TV programmes that have real people in them rather than cartoon characters. I would give anything because I love my boys and I'm their mom. And as far as I can tell, this is one of the characteristics of being a mother. It just seems to come upon you, the willingness to give and give and give. Of course, it doesn't always happen, and tragically, there are relationships where this is missing completely. But for the most part, a mother is willing to sacrifice for those that she loves. Desmond Tutu, in his Lent book that I've been reading, called In God's Hands, says this, The mother gives birth to her baby, having from conception continuously given and given to the fetus. The fetus would not be able to develop without the nourishment it receives from its mother. And after birth, even if the infant is delicate and requires constant medical care and demands all of the mother's time, it really is wonderful to behold just how utterly self-giving the mother almost always is. You see, for the most part, 
a mother is willing to give all she has for her child. And maybe that's why in the book of Isaiah that Rob read to us, when the people of God are complaining that God has abandoned them, that their God has forgotten them, his response through the prophet is to highlight the example of a mother. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child that she has born? Though she may forget, I will never forget you, says God. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. Can a mother forget her baby? Of course not, would be the obvious response from most people. She would give anything for that child. And even if she did forget, even on those tragic occasions when she cannot offer the love and care that that child needs, God does not forget because his love for those that he created has left his mark upon him forever and so how can he not give his love to his people how can he not remember them every single day after all the book of 1 John says God is love and love comes from God and by this we're not talking about the kind of love that is expressed easily through hugs and chocolates and cuddles and flowers or the kind of distant theoretical love that we might debate and discuss from time to time. But rather we're talking about the real, messy, painful love. A love that longs to reach out to others. A love that makes itself known through giving. A love that is born out of selflessness and sacrifice. A love that is revealed most obviously in the incarnation of Jesus. Because this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You see, God is love. And that love was made known in the sacrifice of Jesus. And it's forever left his scar it's it's scar upon him like the love of a mother for a child that forever changes her a love that gives and gives and gives again even when it hurts even when it scars even when it forever changes the one who is offering love it's not a love based on gratitude it's not a love that is given so that something can be received in return it's not a love that touches few and changes very little but rather it is a love that costs A huge amount and a love that scars. Do you know, just this past week we saw the terrible events that happened on Westminster Bridge and around Parliament in London. Events that resulted in the death of five people and the scarring and injuring of many, many more. As we looked at the papers and social media, as we read about these events looked at accounts, listened to interviews, we saw the heartache, the dismay, the loss. We heard the stories of the people who had died, what they were looking forward to, what they were hoping for, what was about to happen later in that day, if only they'd not been in the wrong place at the wrong time. We read about death and destruction and carnage. But, you know, above and beyond all this, we also read about love. We also saw love. Real love, love incarnate that was revealed in sacrifice. We saw people running towards danger so that they could save others. 
We saw people risking their safety for the safety of those they didn't even know and hadn't even met. We saw people racing towards pain and suffering regardless of the pain and suffering that it would cause them in the weeks and years and months to come. We saw it in PC Keith Palmer as he stood his ground and lost his life so that others might continue to live. We saw this love in and among the carnage and death. Love, real love, in all its messy, disorganised reality. And you know, it's a love that makes itself known in our world every single day. But it's a love that originates in a much deeper place. A love that originates in the heart of God himself. One that overflowed to perfection in the sacrifice of Jesus. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Sent his son to run towards danger so that we might live. And in a strange way, this is the love we lift up and highlight on Mothering Sunday. Oddly, we do it with sweets and chocolates and flowers, things that are very easy. But in reality, it is shown in the everyday sacrifice of that person who puts others before themselves. And although this is seen most obviously in mothers with their children, it is something we glimpse in all sorts of different people. People made in the image of a God who launched this love in Jesus and longs for it to come to completion in us. Which is why as a church, when we think about how we can communicate the love of God and make Jesus known, service and sacrifice are so important. Because this is the essence of love. As John says in the passage we read earlier, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Since God so loved us in this sacrificial way, we ought to serve and sacrifice for other people too. And you know, of course, this doesn't mean that we all need to rush into situations of danger so that we can practice showing the love of God, although at times it may mean that we need to do this. But it does mean that each and every day, again and again and again, each one of us chooses to push aside the desire to put ourselves in pole position, to think of what we want, to think of what we desire, to think of which crisps we would prefer. And instead, to choose love. Real, messy, painful love. Love that sacrifices. Love that when lived out among those around us cannot help to bring change and transformation. Because it is the love of God that originates from his heart. As John says in this wonderful passage, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Let's take a moment to pause as we think about God's love for us that made itself known in the sacrifice of Jesus and how we love other people. Let's take a moment to pause before we pray together. So may God, whose love is constant, like a mother's care, wrap his arms around us. Show his love to us. And may we, his people, live out his love in front of others.
And may God bless us and keep us and walk with us. Amen.